Well, greetings and welcome to the JACCP podcast. This is Stuart Haynes and I'm the Senior Associate Editor for the Journal of the American College of Clinical Pharmacy. And I'm also, during the day, uh, Professor and Director of Pharmacy Professional Development at the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy. And I'm delighted you're here today because I get to talk to Dr. Ashley Meredith from the Purdue University College of Pharmacy, where she is a clinical associate professor of pharmacy practice and ambulatory care pharmacy specialist at Eskenazi Health in Indianapolis. And we're gonna talk about a paper that Dr. Meredith authored entitled, Pharmacist Prescribed Hormonal Contraceptive Services, a Systematic Review of Implementation Studies, which is available online in the January 2022 issue of JACCP. And Ashley, it's great to have you on the JACCP podcast today. Thanks so much, Stuart. I'm really excited to have a chance to talk to you today about something that you know that I'm so passionate about. First, I want to thank you, Ashley, for submitting. This was an in invited paper to JACCP. And I reached out to you in late 2020 asking if you would consider authoring this systematic review on this topic. And I wasn't certain you were going to actually accept the invitation, but you did with enthusiasm, I might add, and, and really assembled a great team of investigators to conduct this work. And you all delivered in such a timely manner. So I know how busy you are and your co-investigators are. I'm, I'm really, I know it was no easy feat and I really appreciate the time and effort that went into this, but I know it's a topic that you're passionate about. And that's one of the reasons why I reached out to you. You're my go-to person when I think about women's health and contraception. Uh, so I really appreciate it. But I'm wondering if you can share with us a little bit about how your interest in this area of practice has started and evolved. Of course, Stuart. So before I get into all of that, though, I do need to take a minute to acknowledge my co-authors on this paper because I could not have done it without them keeping me on task. So a big thank you to Drs. Jenny Newland and Rebecca Stone, Jason Reed, who was the fabulous librarian as part of our team, and Kennedy Satterfield, a student pharmacist at Purdue. So everyone did a fantastic job contributing to this paper. So now thinking about how my interest in this area started, I don't know that I can really pinpoint one exact moment. I did grow up in a relatively conservative household. I attended religious schools up until college. So as a young person, I recognized that the abstinence-only education I received was really quite a disservice to myself and my classmates. And I think that's really what started to fuel my interest in, in really learning more and making sure that I was able to accurately educate other people. So flash forward about a decade, um, and I was presented with the opportunity to begin teaching the reproductive health and contraception topics at Purdue's College of Pharmacy, which I eagerly accepted. I don't know many faculty members that want to take on more lecture responsibilities Responsibilities, but this is one that when the opportunity came, I was like, yes, let me do it. I will gladly take this on. And so this was actually around the same time that states were beginning to introduce pharmacist contra contraception prescribing legislation. So it really just became this natural overlap to include this type of practice within my teaching so that our graduates could be prepared to practice in any state 
once they graduated and left Purdue. And so then over time, this really has evolved into a more formal research focus, advocacy efforts within Indiana, and creation of a prescribing service at Purdue. So I guess really in a nutshell, that's kind of how my interest came to be and has evolved over time. And in the background of the paper, you make the case that pharmacists prescribe hormonal contraception addresses a very important public health need. And I don't think many pharmacists fully appreciate the negative consequences that unintended pregnancies can have for women and our society. Certainly, it's not something we discussed when I was a student back in in, in the day. Um, and over the past decade, many states, I think a total of 16 now, have empowered pharmacists to become prescribers or providers of hormonal contraception. And, and some of the states that have approved this practice are kind of surprising. Uh, states like Utah, which have a reputation of being kind of politically conservative. So what are the compelling public health needs here that are moving state legislatures to take action? Stuart, I think it's so exciting to see the the push across the country to implement legislation like this. So like you said, there are about 16 states that have currently implemented some type of legislation, but there's another eight or so that are in the process of implementing policies. So we're, we're up to almost half of the states in the country at this point, which is so, so exciting to see. And so I think one of the things that states are realizing is that the impact of improving access to contraception can really be far-reaching. It goes just beyond unintended pregnancies, which, I mean, those are certainly important to prevent, but really it's those downstream impacts that are so powerful and so so huge. So by increasing access to contraception, you're allowing a person the autonomy to choose if and when they want to have a child. And so this really allows people the opportunity to maybe complete higher education or or basic education or begin a job or obtain stable housing before choosing to have a child. And so additionally, we also know that when the number of pregnancies can be decreased, this can improve other public health problems, things like maternal and infant mortality, that I know are are really large issues that many states are struggling with. And because of some of the data, particularly that's come out of Oregon, states are really beginning to see the potential for direct cost savings associated with decreasing unintended pregnancy through pharmacist prescribing of hormonal contraception. So I really do think it's a combination of all of these things that are leading more states even some that are felt to be more politically conservative, to really pass this type of legislation to allow pharmacists to prescribe hormonal contraception. So tell us a bit about the the key findings from your paper. Were there any surprises? I got to tell you, I was a bit surprised by the number of reports that have actually been published over the past seven years. After all, this is still an emerging area of practice. And only three states have permitted pharmacists to prescribe hormonal contraception for more than a few years. So I was quite impressed by the number of papers that you identified. Yeah, Stuart, similar to you. I mean, we were a bit surprised by the ultimately the number of articles that we were able to identify. 
What wasn't surprising to us, though, was the quality of the papers we found, unfortunately. So many of them, not all, but many of them, were really small sample sizes and maybe a bit more descriptive in nature. So of the 21 studies that were included, 16 of them focused on the uptake of services. So who was more likely to offer the service? Chain versus independent pharmacies, rural versus urban settings, and what type of patients were using the service? What we found with these uptake studies is that some studies really were finding no differences in the types of pharmacies that offered the services, while others maybe found some differences based on the setting and the pharmacy type. And then across the studies that evaluated what patients were utilizing the service, we did get some information that found that the average age of patients was around 27 years of age, and anywhere from 26% to more than 50% of the patients were uninsured. So then looking at some of the other studies that, that we identified, only eight of them really looked at how services have been implemented so far. So there was a decent focus on pharmacists perceived facilitators, barriers, and motivators, which really weren't anything new. It talked about the, the same things um, that we already know about service implementation. There's concerns about time, liability, reimbursement and payment, but that ultimate motivators were that desire to help people. And these implementation studies also found that the average encounter lasts anywhere from about 18 to 26 minutes, which can be helpful information for pharmacists that are looking to implement services like this. And then the last group of studies really looked at the impact on access, and only three studies were identified here. And so what, what was really the strongest data here came from Oregon, and that found that 51 pregnancies were prevented and the state saved $1.6 million over a two-year period strictly because of pharmacists prescribing of hormonal contraception. And then another study within this impact on access found that pharmacists were more likely to prescribe a six-month or greater supply of hormonal contraception compared to other health providers. And this is important because we know if young people or people in general have a greater quantity uh, on hand of contraception, then they're more likely to continue using it and continue using it correctly. And so while we did feel that there were a relatively large number of papers that we were able to identify, there really is a lack of highly robust data that comes from things like controlled trials that really explore the impact of pharmacist contraception prescribing. So where do we go from here, Ashley? Sounds like the rigor of most of the studies conducted today really have kind of been lacking. And, and, and there's a high risk of bias. I noticed that in your paper. If you could land that multi-million dollar grant to conduct a study, and I'm certainly hoping that you will someday, what would be the key design features and the outcomes of most interest? So, you know, first of all, if anyone wants to just give me millions of dollars to study this, please reach out. I, I'm, I'm happy to talk. Um, but in all serious, though, I, I do think there need to be studies focusing on what truly facilitates implementation. So 
what we've found or what's been found is that even in states that have legislation in place, the overall uptake of pharmacies providing this service is relatively low. So are there facilitators that we can identify and then maybe easily replicate that would increase the number of pharmacist-written contraception prescriptions? So in my mind, maybe this could be done through a controlled trial of a pharmacy following usual practice and and then compare that to some type of intervention pharmacies. I also think there needs to be a larger focus on what happens after the patient leaves the pharmacy with the product. So what are the outcomes that are being prevented in the real world? So some type of longitudinal follow-up study of patients who utilize the pharmacy for their contraception prescription. How long do they use the method? How many pregnancies occur? Maybe what other things are that is that patient able to achieve? Are they able to, you know, graduate from high school, graduate from college, achieve something that they might not have been able to do otherwise? And then thinking, I don't know, maybe this could be compared to a group of patients that obtain their method of contraception from a different healthcare provider. I think this would give us some really great information about any differences in service provision and, and really show the true impact of pharmacist contraception prescribing. So, I could probably go on and come up with a, a, a bunch more things that I think would be really exciting and interesting and important to study, but I think those would probably be the top couple of things I'd tackle first. Ashley, this is this is awesome. Well, thanks for being our guest today, and uh, I want everyone to read this paper. Be sure you read it. Pharmacists Prescribe Hormonal Contraceptive Services, a Systematic Review of Implementation Studies, which appeared this month, January 2022, and is available on demand from the JACCP website. And thank you, Ashley. It's great to have you here. Thank you.